0: Welcome back to the Dream Stream. So, I usually start each podcast with continuity from the last podcast because we do that in dream work. That's something we learned from our teacher, Dr. Stephen Larson. And I don't have that much from episode fifteen. I don't have that much follow up, but I did want to say I wanted to make a call out for dreams and people who want to have conversations with their dreams with me for the podcast. So um, please contact me. You can go to the dream stream on Facebook and message me with your phone number, of course. And I'd love to incorporate your dreams as well. So and then I had some good news. I know in previous podcasts, I was lamenting the fact that I hadn't been to the beach in a couple of years I think I think the last time I spoke with Michelle we were talking about beaches so I'm happy to announce I did get to the Jersey Shore so that was great and um the other thing I, that I did that I felt really happy about is I went to see the Dead End Company with a friend of mine who's here with us today this is my friend. The story goes that we met in the 1990s on the Dead Tour. And he's a great guy. He lives in Hawaii. And he's here to share with us listeners all about uh, ancestors and their connections with spirit animals. And I'm not even going to say because I don't have clarity on it yet. But Michael, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Oh, hi, Jessica. That's my pleasure. Thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah. Oh, and I didn't really introduce you. So please introduce yourself, uh, however you see fit.
1: Oh, okay. Um, My name is Michael, and I live on the big island of Hawaii. And I've been on this island for about 12 years. Um, I didn't grow up here, but uh, I um made an important choice to be as connected to the culture as possible, learn as much as I can about the culture in the ultimate goal of being able to have um, the respect that's really necessary to live on a place like the big Island right Big island uh, kind of chooses who gets to stay and what what um, is the culture? I'm very, very glad to be here.
0: yeah. so it's Polynesian. Tell me more about the culture of Hawaii, the Big Island?
1: Well, let's see. The Big Island is the youngest of all the islands, geographically speaking. Um, It was settled a long time ago by um, some of the uh, Hawaiian ancestors who had come from places like Tahiti, uh, this and that. Um, The people of the island have been going through a lot of stress, um, especially, uh, you know, since the uh, um, forceful takeover of the island several years ago. And at this moment, the Hawaiian people are in a particular struggle. Um, there is an um, organization that is building a gigantic telescope on top of the most sacred mountain in oh. the Hawaiian Islands called Mount mm-hmm. Akea. Now, Mauna Kea, um, if you translate it, it means white mountain, but that's not the real translation. It's only called white mountain because throughout, you know, certain parts of the year, it does get snow on the top. Okay. But Mauna Kea's original name is Mauna Awa which means mountain to the sky father.
0: And oh. being it
1: such that it's the highest point in all the islands, it's tied very, very closely to Hawaiian creation. It said that that's where the Sky Father Waikea, um took a partnership with um, Papa. Ha- I'm going to mispronounce it. Okay. I'm give it my okay. best chance. Uh, chance. <laughs> Papa Hanal Moku, which okay. is the Earth Mother, okay. and okay. that's where all life uh, had begun. Um, the white people have been trying very, very hard to prevent this uh, superfluous telescope from being built on top of the mountain. Um, there have been several other telescopes built on top of the mountain within a few years they become obsolete the companies who had built these telescopes had promised that they would be taken down and Mm. dismantled upon their obsolescence but none of these companies have lived up to that promise Mm. and that with a number of other broken promises has led to a lot of bad feelings uh, about the uh, construction of this telescope uh, amongst the people on the island i know that was very poor grammar but Pardon me
0: yeah can you please um, Michael can you please say then ahead. what what do what are the native people called what's the you said Huana? Oh. Huna what did you say
1: the native people uh, the native people would be called Kanaka uh, Kanaka Ma- excuse me Kanaka Maori. okay and that word uh, stems from Maori which was one of, um, which is the name of the indigenous people of New Zealand yes and yes. New Zealand is one of the places along the path of the original
0: Polynesians oh. who had
1: eventually settled in the Hawaiian Islands.
0: Interesting. Okay. Thank you for the history lesson. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: But I just have to say, I want to continue just talking a little bit about the Mauno. Yes. And, yes. Um, not only have they abandoned telescopes and left rubbish all over the mountain and have not lived up to their promises, prior to the uh, permit being issued to build this new telescope, there was never really an environmental impact study done. So Hmm. on top of the fact that it's a sacred place for the Hawaiian people, the Hawaiian people have been lied to uh, in regards to the construction of these telescopes, and the fact that um, there are burials uh, up there, ancient burials. There are also indigenous plants and animals that make their homes up there that can have their habitat really disrupted yes. by the construction of such a massive telescope and, but anyway, and even I, roads. I know that's not the uh, reason that we're uh, that we are having this conversation but no. I do feel like it's my part to at least say a, a word or two about what's going on in
0: Kea right now well, thank you I'm all for activism I'm all for you know truth and getting the word out I mean even just building the no. roads to build the telescope it's going to be very disruptive. To the wildlife there. hmm Yeah.
1: Already, when you look at the Mauna, you see the old telescopes up there on the top. Yeah. And it is, you know, besides everything else, kind of an eyesore. Sure. So, there's a group of people up there right now protesting. Uh, up until last night, there haven't been any arrests. Okay. But uh, starting today, they wow. made about 60 arrests, mostly old kupuna, which means the elders who okay. have a really strong connection to the Mauna. And it's just heartbreaking to see wow. um, Hawaiians having to arrest other Hawaiians yes. for standing up for something in which they believe. Yeah. But once again, I digress. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: Michael, do you have um, an organization name that, if this is moving to people and they feel they have a way they could help, that they could maybe make a donation, or is there another organization that people? Yeah, can- I
1: would. I would just say go on social media. Um, or you can do a search with Bing or DuckDuckGo, one of the better search engines other than Google. And um, you can find links to various organizations that are tied to the movement to protect the Mauna.
0: Okay, thank you. You're welcome. So we want to talk about ancestors.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're going to talk about Alamakula, yeah?
0: Yeah, I'd like to.
1: Okay, good. So,
0: um,
1: the main reason why Jessica had asked me to speak is because of some stories that I had told her in relationship to a phenomenon that exists known as the almakua. Now, in Hawaii... The almakua is basically the physical embodiment of the spirits of one's ancestors. And they mainly appear in animal forms, such as the honu, the sea turtle, the mo'o, the, the gecko lizard, the eo, the hawk, the kohola, the whale, um, you know, dolphin, you know, the dog. But also in things like the pohaku, the rock, the owl, the, owl, the cloud, and the, uh, the meakanu, the plant. So huh. um, they could come in many, many different forms. And many of you out there in Radioland have <laughs> probably seen the movie Moana. Yes. I believe that was the yes. movie to which yes. I'm going to make a reference. And in that movie, the lead character, the protagonist, little girl's name, I believe was um Moana, yes. had a spirit helper that was in the form of a mandarin. And that was um the embodiment or the, of the spirit of her grandmother which therefore means that that manta ray was Moana's oh, almakua. So that's, that's just a little bit of an example yeah. to kind of connect, um, you know, make like a little connection there.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. So um, now mm-hmm. I know in um, the Choctaw Native American tradition um, that the animals have different medicine or um, purpose. And And so, for instance, we spoke once on the podcast, someone had talked about the wolf. Judy had talked about the wolf and we talked about the wolf medicine is the teacher. And I, I believe, you know, and so do is there any attributes that go with the animals in this tradition? Well, you know, it's, it's not exactly like,
1: like what you described um, in this culture, um, you know, right. every culture has their differences sure. they should be celebrated um, And in, in this culture, it's more of a familiar thing, right? Okay. It has to do with the family. So, a particular family may have a particular almakua. Now, as families come together oh. and form other families, etc., then they inherit the almakua of their ancestors as well. So, one may have a main almakua, or maybe even up to You know, four—that's just a number I'm throwing out there. Yeah, main almakua, but they also have the protection of the almakua of their past, you know, ancestors as well.
0: Yes. Wow. So, Um, everyone
1: out here that's you know in um on this island for a couple generations or more knows what their family almakua is. Okay. uh, Or, or in some cases, family almakua are. Uh, Okay. They display them proudly sometimes in tattoos but you know it's not something that is something they keep too personal to themselves it's something in which they hold a lot of pride
0: very cool so that reminds Mm -hmm. me too of like the different clans you know uh the hodnasoni in you know in u.s um there's uh the turtle clan and um the wolf clan and whatnot so that this sounds a little similar to that And that it kind of signifies a group of people who are under the symbol of the turtle or whatnot. Right.
1: But let's just say, for example, the Honu, the turtle, doesn't have any more or less power than that of, let's say, the Pohaku, the rock, or the Puhi, the eel. I mean, they have their own, they have certain abilities based upon their environment, this and that, but one wouldn't be considered to be more powerful than the other or hold any particular special kind of medicine other than what is already visible um, as far as what capabilities are in the physical world.
0: That's fascinating. Um, That's so interesting because I was talking also with Judy, the woman I mentioned earlier about dream theater and um and mm-hmm. we were talking about you know uh taking on the characters of both animate and inanimate uh figures or or like ideas that come in a dream so it's so interesting so the rock like seeing the seeing the livingness of a stone that's so powerful and you're saying that has the same amount of reverence as As an animal? Is that what you're saying?
1: It would hold the same amount of mana, which would be uh, one of the words for a particular kind of power, than an animal, amakua. They would have the same amount of mana.
0: Okay. Oh, okay. Um, Mm -hmm. Mana. Can you use the word in a sentence, Michael?
1: Um, I don't cut my hair because that's where I store my mana.
0: Oh, okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Your mana is your internal power. It's like your chi. Yeah. Oh, You're you familiar with the word
0: chi. <laughs> my God. It's that's the
1: of in so many words. Right.
0: Right. Right. So, um, well, thank you so much for sharing. This is very, very interesting. And I'd love to another time have you back on the podcast. And um, do some dream work. Are you, are you having dreams these days, Michael?
1: Yeah, it's hard to remember okay. my dreams. I need to do a better job of writing them down. Okay. I was wondering if while you had me here, if you wanted me to tell you a couple of my personal Almakua stories.
0: Oh, I would love to hear that. Okay.
1: Now, you know, Hawaii is a pretty special place. And like I said, it, it really, you know, is pretty particular. And if one is really living in the spirit, um, you don't necessarily have to be a native born Hawaiian to be touched by an experience with Alma And I'm not Hawaiian, like I said, but I've, I've, you know, been here for a number of years, but I still consider myself to be a guest, but I've had some magical experiences involving what I assume are my Alma And I'd like to share a couple of them with you. Yes.
0: please do. So
1: yeah. for one, um, I, you know, I took a couple years off of, from my career and I ran kayak tours on the Tialakakua Bay. And one evening, it was an afternoon tour. We were, um, paddling on our way back from our, you know, a place where we were hanging out and snorkeling to our, um, our takeoff point our pier. And it was getting a little later in the day, and it was in the wintertime, so the days were a little shorter. Okay. And I only had two guests. They were these two women who were, you know, no no offense or anything, kind of on the heavy side. Really, really nice ladies, jovial, fun, this and that. So we're paddling back. We get about, oh, a third of the way across the bay, which is about a a mile and a half across. And the two ladies flip their kayaks.
0: Well, wait! they were laughing a, about it. Were they, they have, in a two-person huh? kayak? They were together in a two-person kayak, or they were in individual. Boat? That's correct. No, they okay. were in a two-person okay. kayak, huh? and I was
1: in uh, the same size kayak, but modified to be um, a one-person. Okay. So they flipped their boat. And they're having, you know, they're not having, they're not having a panic attack, right? But they're splashing around. They're kind of getting, you know, even a little bit giggly, right? So, but I knew we couldn't get back in their boat, so I jumped off my kayak. I flipped their kayak back over right side right, and I helped the two ladies back into their boat. Well, that took about 20 minutes. Okay. And in the span of that 20-minute period of time, it starts getting a little darker. When it gets dark, you know, it gets a little sharky out there. And you uh, can even feel the shark energy uh, sometimes. And my boat, during all this time, had drifted about 50 yards out towards sea. So I'm like, oh, my goodness gracious. (sighs) So once I got them all settled, I went and tried to swim for my boat. Yes. And I'm feeling sharky energy. Now, this was the Calcutta Bay is um, a place where the spinner dolphins will come in and take rest and and play and and so forth. But there were no dolphins at all to be seen that day. And I've been there since 630 in the morning. Well, all of a sudden, I'm starting to feel the sharky energy. Yes. For Naya. Hawaiian spinner dolphins pop out out of nowhere. Oh my gosh! Surround me—one in front, one in back, oh. one to my left, one to my right—and oh. escorted me all the way to my kayak. Waited until I got in. Oh my! Escorted me as I paddled back to where the two ladies were yes. in their kayak, Yes. and then continued to escort me for another about a you know, quarter mile across the bay. And then, once they realized everything was good, yes, they took off. Oh. So I like to kind of like, you know, just think that that's a, a story of maybe Amakua. Uh, yeah, Naya, I, I absolutely
0: adult, think that. So I you
1: know, wanted to make sure that I, I had a little protection. That's when I so beautiful. It I love that story. Uh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> and then on another <laughs> occasion, happened a couple of times. Um, it was right after the death of my grandmother. She lived to be a ripe old age. She was a strong lady. And we got to see her just a few days before she had passed, and you know it was sad and everything like that. Um, I was, you know, her favorite grandchild. I, I'm not trying to brag, her. <laughs> we had a, you know, a pretty special relationship. with yes. the two of us. Yes. And um, anyway, she um, she passed when I was in Hawaii. I had just gotten back, and she, you know, I'm seeing her only like a week or so ago. Um, the next day. Was the traditional Day of the Dead. Yes. uh, Which I believe has cultures in the, um, you know, Mexican, Spanish. Yes, yes, yes. Or whatever. Uh, But anyway, on the Day of the Dead, out of nowhere, pops up a female humpback whale. And she watches me as I'm telling my story. And as I'm done telling my story, she pops back under the water. Swims away. Okay. Oh. A year later, on the day of oh my, my grandma's passing.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: I go out to the same place. I'm telling the same story. The whale pops up. It listens to my entire story. Oh. Story's done.
0: Oh my goodness. Pops
1: back down. Swims off.
0: Oh. My a year God. later.
1: Oh. On the oh, day. No. All right. I'm g- I'm telling my story at a different spot. A little bit further from the shore, there was some surf, this and that. So I'm in like this wooded area. As I begin my story, a Hawaiian hawk, an EO, flies down, and they're pretty skittish, mind you. Yeah. Lands on a branch on top yeah. of me. Stays there as I'm telling my story, which is very animated with a lot of movement, this and that, which would have clearly skewed away any other bird, let alone something as skittish as an EO. Okay. Waits there until I'm done with my story. As soon as my story was over, flew
0: away. Wow. So I just have to say, say I want you to say what you have to say about that. But I just want to (laughs) say this is this is really wonderful and clear to me that your grandmother is a very powerful woman. Wow. Wow. I'm curious yeah. now. What was she her relationship? Didn't want
1: people to know about it. Wow. She was pretty humble. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you could tell that.
0: there's... Wow! I know. So I'm, I'm no wonder you were her favorite grandkid. You had a deep connection. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, she's you yeah. know communing with well. I think we're both pretty huts.
1: much em- empathic and yeah. You know, we're able to have t- connections that
0: anyway beautiful blah 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 yes 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 <laughs> yeah. That's wonderful. So, um, thank you for sharing those very sacred stories. Um, I wanted to talk about something funny because, um, as I had said in the beginning of this podcast, Michael and I both toured on Griffle Dad tour and um nine ninety ninety one and um and um so these were back in the days where we referred we referred to marijuana as kind bud or do you have any kind do you have the kind (laughs) and i believe after the kind bud it became like the dank and then you know so many other ways to refer to your your weed and um and you told me a really funny story about the kind and i was wondering if you could share it with with all of us oh
1: okay now i don't know if this is a coincidence or what all right but anyway I'll give you a little back backstory. So in Hawaii, uh, in Hawaiian pitching, almost anything can be the kind, right?
0: Can be uh, the, the kind?
1: T-A-K-I-N-E, the There's even a brand, the kind, that sells like surfwear and you know, okay. that, uh, you know, fins and things like that, you know, for for, for surfing and water sports. But the kind could mean anything. It could mean like the stereo. The kind could be... Uh, that cool dude over there, right? Okay. Uh, the kind could be the microwave. It, it, it could be anything. And it could also be, besides a noun, an adjective. Ho oh, bra. Ho. Oh, that's uh, what the kind. Uh, you know what I mean? As yeah. far as an adjective is concerned. Okay. And so when the Jerry Garcia band came to Hawaii, I think it was like 1989 or something like that. Prior to then, it, it, it's according to my recollection. People didn't refer to high-grade marijuana in the dead lot as kind buds yet. Not right? yet. Kind buds. Okay. Right. Not yet. But it's what I I've, what I've noticed, and I could be wrong, is a long time ago. <laughs> After the dead or Jerry Garcia Band came, you know, had their gig in, in the Hawaiian Islands, people came back, and from, um, from hearing the term "kind" all the time, and not understanding that it was K-A-N-E and thinking that it was K-I-N-D, right. started labeling things in deadlot that were super, super dank in dead language uh, or yeah. the superfluous product in English.
0: That's <laughs> so language. funny.
1: So so it became all of a sudden the kind veggie burritos. Yes, and yeah, yeah. the kind bud. Yes. What kind of bud do you have? Is it the kind? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Instead of, oh, bro, what kind of was that? That's a the kind. They- oh, bro,
0: <laughs> that's the kind. You yes.
1: I mean? So the kind got like morphed um, in the uh, in the whole process.
0: That is wonderful. <laughs> I love that story. I find
1: that to be kind of amusing. I yeah. do as well. That's how languages are are formed and everything, and you know.
0: Yeah, really, yeah. really wonderful. <laughs> so, Michael. So I get a
1: little giggle out of it every time I, I hear I know, somebody. I know. I do too. You know, Dad. <laughs> lot say, The kind. The kind. Like
0: the kind. It was a big part uh, of uh, like those years. You know, like the kind, but the kind. Yeah, yeah I love the it. The
1: kind veggie burrito. The <laughs> kind tie <kindine>. dye. <laughs> oh, but oh, you know that's the kind GW bus. You the
0: know? kind but, show. You know. <laughs> I yeah. love it.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
0: Well thanks So again. it's just the kind. But
1: it's more of the kind. you know, kinda kinda howling. Kinda howling out.
0: It's been kind to talk to you, Michael. It's been the kind. The kind. Oh,
1: talk to you? That's been the kind. It's been the kind. <laughs> it's been <laughs> the sure.
0: kind, bro. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, uh so right I on. um I'm really so glad to be back in touch with you since, you know, earlier in was that June or was that July? That might have been June. That was
1: back in June already. I sent you um, some Grateful Dead stickers.
0: Oh, I know. I can't wait. I'm going to put the the still your face on my scooter, on my mobility scooter. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. I sent them a
1: couple days ago so they should get there pretty
0: soon. Awesome. So I'm going to (laughs) turn off. I'm going to turn off the recorder, but hang on the line. Okay, Michael. Okay. Okay. So listeners, I hope you had a really enjoyable time and thank you for listening and until we meet again.